0: Today's episode is dedicated to the love and memory of my Uncle James Harris and Earl Darkman Simmons. Let's start the show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I saw something that they had like a little um, They sent me a text saying that they had a little clearance sale or something going on Really? Yeah uh, I like the sale Let me take a look here Best buy always send me text messages, man Like always <laughs>
1: The only thing is I don't know how to do videos So that'll be, a, hey, well, <laughs> that'll be a
0: learning Save up to 50% ends for 18 So you got a full smooth ooh, 7 days so you good you know what I'm saying? Welcome to the short disk podcast. Thank you guys for joining us again today for episode what episode are we on now?
2: this is 11 11 okay all right Wow
0: wow we uh we're doing some big things here. I want to give a shout out to you know everyone that's been listening that's been staying down with us since episode one since the trailer came out. Really want to thank you guys for all the support that you all have been showing us with, you know, the downloads, the sharing on social media, sharing to your family, sharing to friends. It doesn't matter. You guys have been sharing. Really want to thank you all want to thank all the support that we're getting in Florida. I want to shout out a couple of places man that we're getting a lot of love from as far as downloads go outside of Florida. Um, the Ohio area pretty big, actually like our second biggest market, Columbus, Ohio, and Ho are Hugh, Ohio. So shout out to them. Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Centennial, Colorado is a big place for us. San Antonio, Texas, uh, Washington, Virginia. Um, Auburn, Virginia, France. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Cliché, Lee de France.
2: Sounds uh, pretty good to me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, uh, France, man, um, Alaska, England. Shout out to Swindon, England. Um, Compton, city of Compton, California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Chesapeake, Virginia. You know, just all over, man. we We've we've touched ground in the United Kingdom, France, Canada, Nigeria, Mexico, Zimbabwe, Philippines, Egypt, India, Botswana, uh, Morocco, Grenada, Belgium, New Zealand. I mean, man. We really touching some places. So uh thank you all for all of the support. Again, continue to download all the episodes, you know, whatever. App that you're listening to us on, it is very helpful for us, and um, it really is boosting the podcast up
2: there. So, thank you guys. Uh, you know, my grandma said I need to go see uh, seek psychiatric help.
0: Why? Is that, <laughs> why is
2: Sorry. that? Tell me. You know why? <laughs> the vo- did she hear she heard the voices episode? My mom. It doesn't matter what episode it, it was, <laughs> what order it came in. She said, that ain't right. You need to go seek, seek psychiatric help. What well, well, can I tell you what my mom said? What's that? She said, you need prayer. She may come over here. <laughs>
0: she may pop, roll up on us on the episode and just come in here with her oil. I'm surprised she hasn't rolled up yet. <laughs> <We can't laughs> our and all with that. the
2: team. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: She said, she go have to bring some oil up in here. She said, he hurt. Now, uh, them demons somewhere. Demons make voices. They, she, uh, uh-uh. we need some oil up in there. We need to go through that house and oil him down. We need to oil his wife, his daughter. We need to oil everybody. You and Drew need to be oil. Everybody <laughs> need to be oil. I'm going to pray for John. I really got to pray for I've
1: John. I've been needing oil for years now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's just disheartening that my grandma thinks that uh, you I'm, a, I'm a sociopath.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't know
2: how to take that.
0: Well, you're not having thoughts like that. You no, know what I not. mean, so it mm, 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 mm. grandma thinks I'm a sociopath. God. Wow, I will tell you that episode did freak the hell out of me. I mean, you know, I didn't listen, but it was just a regular Friday for me. While I was here and just hearing that. You heard your daughter's voice, and she was not in the house. That freaked me the hell out. Like seriously, I, mm. should I have been freaked out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was. I guess that was also the freaky thing, right? Because you weren't. You did. You seemed unfazed by it. You're like, yeah. So I heard my daughter's voice, and you know. I just knew it would have to go away. So, uh, so nonchalantly. Yeah, I'm just like. Bro, that didn't. You know, I would have ran out the house. But she was like, "No, it was okay." I was, you know, they were all gone. I'm like, "Yeah, that's the that's the worst part about it. They were all gone." <laughs> but she was like, "Whatever." That wasn't the freakiest one you've
2: had. That that's pretty freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. The yeah, scary stuff know. is one thing, but mm. you know, something mimicking my daughter's voices—that's next level. And hearing the footsteps, that too. Yeah, man, I don't want no part of that, bro. That's,
0: ooh, I'm getting the chills. Sorry,
2: right now. Yeah, you... But your, your grandson's <laughs> all right though. Letting you know, <laughs> I don't have any masochistic desires or anything like that. So, uh. <laughs> just Google, um, yeah, just yeah. Google it. Yeah. Talk to your mom, talk to your daughter. She ain't about mom. to Google that. Yeah, she she heard enough.
0: She don't need to talk no more. <laughs> She's already made her assessment and that's what it's gonna be. Ain't nothing she need yeah, to
2: I get it. That cake is fully baked. Just, no change <laughs> in her
0: mind. It, so um before I, you know, continue, happy birthday to both of you fellas. You both recently celebrated a birthday, y'all in the old man's club. Yeah. Did y'all enjoy your birthdays? I know. It's a little different. It's a little different now that you're Yeah,
1: you know, cuz my, my son's birthday is in the same month, so he kinda yeah. takes over that whole deal. So mine was just really low key. and chill it doesn't have the same oomph, you know. But it was it was cool, it was pretty, pretty chill.
2: Good. Good, good. It was a regular birthday. It was just a regular day. I worked that day. Um I got a few emails. My wife gave me a very spirited <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning. Oh man. Right after she woke up. So um I'll just attribute that spirited happy birthday to uh not wanting to be up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work. So she's um, trying to shake the cobwebs. That's off. that's that's exactly what that was. And I think I got yelled at because I didn't put a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in baby girl's lunchbox too. <laughs> <laughs> so no love on your birthday.
0: <laughs> That's how it goes, yeah. man.
1: Well, I will say this, man. I'm sorry I missed uh, Mr. Missed gathering yesterday, uh, but I did want to make it up to you.
0: Oh. What is this? There you are, sir. Oh. oh man. That is nice. Oh. Oh, yes, sir. man. Yes. His own uncle nearest bottle. There's
1: something else in there, too, man. There's I a cigar, too? Yes, there's a cigar.
0: Wow. Cigar. Man. Yeah. That is nice. That's a nice, that's a nice birthday. Enjoy it in good health. Well, sir. my brother-in-law's in town.
2: I'm certain um, after this I'll uh, be knocking on his door, <laughs> and uh, we can go ahead and smoke one. That's that's a nice one, man. Thank you, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. Yeah, you have to do it, but I'm glad you did.
0: <laughs> well, we know what John's gonna be sipping on later on. Yes, but sir. What are we sipping on right now?
1: Yes, so. This is completely outside my box, but hey, uh, we are drinking Madria Sangria. Oh, Uh, that sounds a little sweet. Traditional, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It offers a flavorful blend of ruby red wine and hints of orange, lemon, and lime.
0: Mm.
1: It's true to the traditional Spanish style. So we're going to open this up and
0: try it out. I think I'm going to enjoy this one. I think so, too. This is yeah. going to be great I wonder if the side effects of Benadryl that I took last night That's had me kind of leaning you today to Scientists, man You know it's that time of year I feel like I got a head cold
1: 10% of alcohol by volume So it should hit at some point you know, <clears not throat> have I them. think uh, that'll
2: make you feel better These yeah. yeah. uh, <clears throat> allergies have been on An absolute terror Yeah my the past years. My head button. All
0: right, I, I look forward to this one, Drew. I, put, I even put a little ice in it. I see I you over there prepared, it. boy. Hey, man, you got an
1: air to air grin on your Let face. Let me tell man. you
0: something. You said all them different fruits that was in there. I'm, I'm ready for it. Do you know what I mean?
1: There you go. All right, fellas, enjoy this in good health.
0: Yes, yes, and welcome to the old man club, both of you. It is. Uh, I thought we were already there. Yeah. We, got, we, we're not exactly I, grown
1: men yet, but we, we. I got on my uniform
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> So okay. little, yeah so tell us what what do we need to know today Drew so i want to introduce everybody to oh me.
2: yeah yeah that's good yeah yeah that that's cool. yeah
1: yeah i need some ice but this it is mm-hmm. yeah i told you um so i want to first off let me let me thank you for giving me this platform to kind of share uh these individuals that i'm finding um and researching myself Hopefully, you know, you guys are are liking it as well and uh, you take time to to look up these people. Because, you know, one thing I I, I say all the time is that we are descendants of kings, queens, scientists, ones that started civilization, that taught others how to have civilization. But we don't know it because it's not taught to us, right? So um, I want to introduce the world to Valerie or introduce our our audience to Valerie Thomas. Uh, Valerie Thomas is an American scientist and inventor. She was born on February 8th in 1943 uh, in Maryland. She attended Morgan State University, George Washington University, University of Delaware, Simmons College, of, uh, Simmons College Graduate School of Management. Miss uh, Thomas is responsible for developing the digital media formats imaging our image processing system used in the early years of the Landsat program. I didn't know what the Landsat program is, so let me delve into that. The Landsat program is the longest-running enterprise for acquisitions of satellite imagery of Earth. Wow. It is a joint NASA-USGS program. Landsat, the images uh, acquired by Landsat are archived in the United States and the Landsat uh, receiving stations around the world. Um, they're a unique resource for global change research and applications in agriculture, cartography, geology, forestry, regional planning, and surveillance and education.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: Her participation in the program expanded upon the works of other NASA scientists in the pursuit of being able to visualize Earth from space. Wow. In 1974, um, Ms. Thomas headed a team of approximately 50 people for the Large Area Crop Inventory Experiment, LACE, for short which was a joint effort with NASA uh, Johnson space center, the national oceanic and atmospheric administration and the unit, the U S department of agriculture. Uh, let's see. Wow. She, yeah, she's doing some big stuff, man. Um, 1976. She attended an exhibition that, um, that included an illusion of a light bulb that was lit Um uh, even though it had been removed from its socket. The illusion, which involved another light bulb and concave mirrors, inspired Thomas. This led to her invention that she uh, got a patent for in 1980. Um, Let's see. She began research in 1977 that involved creating an experiment in which she observed how position of concave mirrors would affect the real object that is reflected. Using this technology, she would invent the illusion Transmitter, but again, in October twenty first, nineteen eighty, she received a patent for her. this device. is still used by NASA today. Uh, Miss Thomas has received numerous awards, including the Goddard Space Flight Center Award uh, of Merit and the NASA Equal Opportunity Medal. Mm-hmm. She's mentored countless students in mathematics, aerospace research, and technology.
2: Wow, wow. STEM baby, STEM. She's still alive.
1: Yes. Seventy-eight years old. Wow! Wow, man. This is this is during a time when she went through that women were not in STEM, mm-hmm. especially black women. Mm-hmm. But when I read this and kind of delved in a little bit more, like the imagery that we see of Earth and and uh, you know the the what she was able to accomplish and, and put together that's used by you know the the national. Uh, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration mm-hmm. uh, Department of Agriculture That stuff is still being used today That's that's heavy stuff Yeah So, Wow But I encourage everybody to go You know Pull her up Read about her a little bit more Educate yourself Educate your kids Educate the neighbor um, And yeah. just realize You know We are Again Descendants of kings Queens Scientists Nutritionists That we just have been recently uh, Conditioned Mm-hmm. In our current state,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow, man, that's a lot. Thanks, that, yeah, yeah, really. That that was great, man. I wonder if she's um if they have a profile out there to the Kennedy Space Center.
1: I'll have to look that up. That's something I can yeah. Put in my notes and find out. Wow.
0: Yeah. Thanks for dropping that knowledge, man. That that was um. I did not. Of course, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> you think you know so much, you know, but there's so much information and history out there about us that, you know, isn't brought to the forefront or isn't taught in history books or, you know, prep schools or right. anything. And yeah. that's just
1: that's not just black history, man. That's U.S. history. As well. that's, that's, right. that's right. That's, that's stuff right. That's right. it's history. Yeah.
0: Bottom line is it's history. Um, the person just happens to be black. So. um and thanks for that, really appreciate that
2: real positive I like that yeah yeah um,
0: so on to a little bit more of a somber note first off, I wanna kinda give a shout out to my family um rest in peace to my uncle uh, he passed away the other day um he was more of a matriarch for the family my uncle james um eighty nine years old lived a very long life hey, he Man worked all the way, you know, he owned his own lawn service, worked all the way up until he was about 86 or 87, you know, constantly. And uh, he was pretty much a father for my mother and my aunt um, growing up. And so, um, you know, we will miss him. And so um, also had some other tragic news that kind of touched on a, a global Global Force, which um, the unfortunate passing of uh, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX, Darkman X. um, You know, I don't want to really bring light to the circumstances that he passed under. I know that they said he had a heart attack um, and there may have been some unfortunate circumstances that he that caused, you know, that triggered the heart attack. And, you know, anyone that listened to his music that followed him, you know, from his beginnings, uh, his career, you know, we've known of the man that, you know, that has had his struggles, but we all had struggles, you know, we've all had struggles in life, things that we, we, we've dealt with and we're still dealing with. And, you know, a lot of times people will take a negative spin on it, but I mean, you all struggle with everything, whether it's, you know, weight, food, um, sleeping disorders, um, walking disorders, it's it's all, it's all somewhat of a disease. So, you know, you can't make light of someone's struggles, especially when, you know, things were introduced to them at such a early age and, you know, they had influences from adults and things of that nature, but, you know, just want to celebrate the man. You know, that was Earl Simmons DMX. He was born, you know, in December 18th, 1970, Mount Vernon, New York, 50 years old, you know, and he, I'll tell you, man, when he came out, it was, I don't know, it was so different, right? It, It was, we were in the era of No Limit, you know, and the, the, the Ooh, the club too. up all that stuff. Yeah, and the 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 bad boy era, you know, with the shiny suits and <laughs> all that stuff was, you know, Puff had really started Blore. breaking through with that because, you know, Big had been gone and of course Pac was gone, so you know, it, it was it was a different era. And then all of a sudden, man, I remember it, it was plain as day. I, I just remember this, I was sitting at home, had got home from school and um Rap City was on BET, and it, was, was, it was a world premiere. I'm showing my age now. <laughs> it was a world premiere, and it was like DMX, and so I had heard his name before. You know, Anybody that knows me knows that I, I love music, so I had heard his name before. I think I had heard maybe a mixtape with him rapping on it, but I hadn't really you know, paid attention to him, and man... This video was in black and white. There were like some flashlights going off and chic from the locks. You know, where my, you know, I heard where my dog at. We are right here, though, where my dog at. He's like standing on the stage in like this underground uh, club. And the energy that came off of that screen just had me in a trance. Like I was like, I didn't move. You know, he's like, what well, must I go through to show you shit is real? And I was like, whoa. And I just sat there for the next, what, three, four minutes. You know, and I was like, and he's barking and he just came with, he, I can't even explain the energy that DMS brought to just that one song, that video And from that moment on, man, I was hooked. I was hooked. I, um, there was another song that he came out with, with on um, shut them down. It was on like this, um, hard night, hard, not life mixtape. And bruh, I played that song a million times just because of his verse. And I was just like, oh my God, this man is, it was something. So, you know, I, he was on so many things, man. One of my favorite verses was 24 Hours to Live on on the Maces album that he did. He did Money, Power, Respect on the Lots of song that, you know, he brought the heat. 4321, LL Cool J. Um, he brought the heat on that. Um, he, I'm not going to say, it's not too many times that when you're on a song with Jay Z, you're going to stand out from Jay Z. But money cash Holes, that was that was DMT's song. <laughs> it was Jay song, but d body, bodied that song, man. And it's just the music was one thing for me. But then, you know, he started getting into acting. He did the, the, the uh movie with um Jet Lee and Aaliyah, Romeo Must Die, I think.
2: Was was that yeah, it? That's it,
0: yeah. Yeah, and then he did the he Was uh, in Romeo Must Die? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um did he do like Cradle to the Grave too or something?
0: Yeah, he did. That's he the did he That's a goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Um just the energy he brought into that, he did and Belly, of course, was the first one with him and the <laughs> <laughs> um you know, it just it, it not only just in the movies, not only with his music, but just the man, you know. Um, I never had the pleasure of ever meeting him in person, but the energy that he brought whenever people met him.
1: um, Uh, You know, that's surprising, man. I was uh, obviously, you know, it's been all over every social media platform. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you see people sharing stories about meeting him and what, you know, the kind of gentleman that he was, you know, obviously he had his onstage persona, but. Um, I didn't realize like how humbled and down to earth of an individual he really was. Yes, you know, yes. from somebody sharing that, you know, he was mopping floors uh in a restaurant at four AM for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um to, you know, this one lady shared that he he's responsible for her being able to forgive her dad for addictions and having a conversation with him about it, you know, and that's the reason why she was able to forgive her father for his long standing addictions. I'm like that You don't, you know, you don't come across that every day, especially when you get to a certain echelon, you know, or a certain level that people, you know, they tend to lose where they come from and lose that, that humility. And he, for some reason that he was not able, you know, he never lost that. Mm-hmm. He was never above from, you know, the stories that I'm reading, he was never above doing the the smallest minute things. And I, that I respect the hell out of
0: him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He... He was an everyday man and he he embraced everyone like you were family, you know, from what I could see and just the hardships that he dealt with. I didn't you know, I knew about some of the hardships that he dealt with, but there was a BT documentary last year on Rough Riders. It really should have just been DMX, but um, I didn't know that, you know, he was left at a group home at, at the age of seven, I think, and he was in and out of the group home his mom put him in there and grandmother and you know he got introduced to you know some bad things at an early age at 14 by a man that he trusts it was just it was heartbreaking
1: which I think you kind of felt all that in his music yes so it wasn't it was genuine like the stuff that he was saying was genuine like you felt the pain that was coming out all the emotions that were built into that 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 particular song you felt it yeah yeah, you know, and music that's coming out now, you don't really have that, so it's, no, it's missing. Man. I think that, that it, it, I don't know if that's the it element, but
0: the storytelling of it. all
1: but you know what? Beyond that, like this man's prayer. Oh, you know, man. yeah. I, I need a CD just of of prayer, like yeah. not music, just straight prayer.
2: Yeah. Like. Yeah, they were epic, very epic prayers. Mm-hmm. um i was so moved by his music i in my senior year in high school i wrote a paper about one of his songs mm-hmm. um Damien mm-hmm. and you know the lyrics that it really came from the hook the snake the rat the cat the dog how are you gonna see him if you're living in the fog mm-hmm. and just Looking at snippets of his biography, where those lyrics came from and how they resonated with him as a grown man, based on his previous experiences, it all comes, to, I guess, full circle for me, just to let me, you know, allows me to let, uh, to know just how nuanced and introspective he was. Um, kind of a hard pill to swallow that he's no longer here. Yeah. Yeah, and I know we had talked about too, um,
0: and that's good, John. I, I never knew I that. I Yeah, wrote a paper on that. Wow. Um, I think I had talked about it a couple episodes, or some episodes back, about giving our people their flowers while they're still here. And he did. I, I don't think there was ever not. A, there was ever not. There was never a, a moment in his in his career when we were introduced to Earl that he wasn't loved. You know what I mean? Um, people loved him. I, I, I saw a, a concert, many concerts that he did all over the world where he's, you know, he's got Michael Jackson level people in the crowd, you know, see of crowd surfing. Yeah, you know, yeah, and like you know um, he touched everyone no matter where they were. But, you know, he finally I don't want to say finally again, because I, I think he's always gotten his flowers. But, you know, he kind of disappeared there. Um, you know, as a lot of rappers do towards the end. But, you know, to see how happy he was on the verses that he did with Snoop Dogg and just going through his catalog. And, you know, it was just it was a celebration and, and people showed up and turned out for him. You know, of course, Snoop was there, but Snoop is, you know, Snoop is a mainstay. You know what I mean? It, I don't even think that was a giving Snoop his flowers because Snoop is just a part of Pop culture, you know what i mean i don't I don't even know if the kids did they know that Snoop is actually a rapper, you know yeah. so uh he's
1: done a very good job of expanding himself absolutely across spreading himself thin across many levels yes,
0: yes, uh social media he's a big social media presence, so to see d m x get his flowers, to see d m x be celebrated, to see a younger generation hear his music. I mean, my son was, you know, constantly in my ear about, hey, did you hear about DMX? And, Hey, they said he passed away and, you know, he didn't pass away. And now, you know, it was so many. I think that was conflicts. the most
1: disrespectful part of the whole thing, though, is that, you know, everybody was trying to be so quick to get the story mm-hmm. yeah. that they didn't do their due diligence. And they, they you know, they wrote him off like four times before, you know, that, that you know, I can imagine the pain of the family that trying to deal with. You know, making the decisions of what's going on and mm-hmm. having to see, oh, this particular, you know, site said, you know, this and that. But I think that, yeah, I think that was the most frustrating part for me. And then
2: disrespectful,
1: disrespectful to the family, you know.
2: Yeah, because I saw those headlines. I thought he was dead, too, mm-hmm. and then come out. No, he's in intensive care right now, fighting for his life. Right. He hadn't actually passed. Um I th- yeah, we're just so well, media is just so hell bent on reporting the story first and not getting all the details and the facts. Yeah. And vetting the information to make certain that it's accurate, correct information. We just want to make certain, or they just want to make certain, rather. We got it out first, so nothing yeah. else really matters, uh, regardless of who it may affect, i.e., the Simmons family. Right. Um, right. Um, wish we can get away from that but that's just that's just how they operate unfortunately
0: well hell i mean again the family should be the only one making the statement as they did when he finally did they didn't get they
2: they never get the opportunity to do so right
0: so uh, but yeah man um dmx especially as a you know a, a new york rapper with us being in the south man he
1: I think that was the first one that I started like listening to. Yeah, yeah, the whole CD. Line. The whole CD, yeah. And yeah. then you know, now being older, I'm like the crap that's coming out now. Oh man! So I've been I've been circling back. I'm like, oh, I can understand this shit now. Excuse yeah. my Language, but yeah. I can understand what they're saying now. You know, being a, in a different mental state now, mm-hmm. if you will.
0: Yeah, man. He. He came out with It's Dark and Hell is Hot in 1998, then Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, same year. First Best album
1: ever he came out with.
0: Which one? Flesh of My yeah. Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was first, I think he was the first artist to have two albums released in the same year go number one. Um, both of those albums went number one. Then, And then there was X came out in 1999, then The Great Depression, 2001, Grand Champ, 2003, Year of the Dog again, 2006. Undisputed, 2012, and then Redemption of the Beast, 2015, and from my understanding, he was working on an album
2: um, before he passed. So, and he literally brought Def Jam from the blink of oblivion.
0: Yeah, they were going out of business, right? Yeah. Or well, probably going bankrupt or something. Yeah. yeah, literally
2: brought he literally saved Def
0: Jam. Yeah, so you know, rest in peace, Earl Simmons, man. You know, you had such an impact on us. I I will tell you guys my I loved all his music, all his music, but my favorite song of all time for him, you know, even with all the the the, the prayers and lyrics. And, and, and another thing I want to touch on, man, if you've. You know, we talk about people battling, you know, different demons and things like mm-hmm. that. This man had a great battle in front of him because there's not too many people. You know that I would feel a truly called by god to to preach His word and teach his word, and I believe that was just an everyday struggle for him, you know because he was being pulled in one direction for the music, but God had a calling on his life that he reached so many people through prayer through the word and 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 he he studied and, and and was into the Bible. And yeah. um, it, it's just it, it really what happened to him, what happened to him growing up is really a tale of, you know, the devil being real and trying making sure that, you know, you have a support system of a family that will keep you in prayer and uplifted. You know, he didn't have that. He had people that loved him, but you know, it was just a it was a constant struggle for him. So I I, I you know I, I it's selfish of us to say, man, we don't want him gone, but we you know, the pain that he was going through, you know, he's he's probably for him, he may he's at peace and he's probably in a better place than where we are. So um
1: I'm glad you said that, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> you know, oftentimes People are, are, you know, quick to point a finger, and point the negative of somebody else when they themselves are going through something. It might not be the same struggle that he was going through, but everybody's going through something. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own vices, their own demons. I got constant things that I got to, you know, I've shared some with you um, Mm -hmm. and other, you know, other family, but we all have something that we're battling. Um, It might not be, you know, an addiction of drug or anything like that, but it might be Anywhere from you know, you know, our struggles with, with, with weight or with mm-hmm. health or you know with
2: complacency,
1: uh, alcohol mm-hmm. or, or you know just there's so many vices and things that we're that we're, that we're fighting and that yeah it's important to have that that support system in place but at the same time and don't be so quick to write somebody else off yeah. well, because it's not your advice that they're in a you know you're better than them no. A vice is a vice is a vice is a vice, right an addiction mm-hmm. is an addiction you know the battle the things that we we fight with uh each and every day man it's
0: yeah, man yeah. I feel you brother it's 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 an everyday struggle, it's an everyday struggle, and like you said man it it doesn't matter what it is it's it's an everyday struggle for all of us so I will just say, man, we need to keep his family uplifted, his kids, his 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 mother, his um fiance, his wife, everybody that was part of his family. Everybody that um was touched by any way or anything that knew the man Earl Simmons, not the artist Diametz, but the man Earl Simmons, keep his family uplifted in prayer, um, because right now they're dealing with something tough that you know, we've all dealt with or we're going to one day experience, but for his kids, uh, you know, my heart really goes out to him. But, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was tough. It's tough. So again, wanted to kind of speak on that again, because he just really was such a big part of our life, you know, growing up as, uh, as youngins, as jits, in the streets, you know, what we were doing, coming up and everything. So, on to something a little bit more uplifting. Well, I, you know what? I can't even say this is more uplifting. I felt like this was kind of torture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I
1: wasn't a part of it. <laughs> Just looking so, at the list of... Nah, I'm glad I wasn't a part of that. This
0: was torture. This was torture. So, Sorry, Mom. We... We did a thing, you know, I know that you guys really enjoyed, um, you know, the feedback that we received was about the, the chicken sandwiches, how we rated them and everything. People really enjoyed that. I'm we still shaking kind of my head poo. that you,
1: the Lord's chicken. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Leave it oh, alone, the, Drew. The, Lord, the Lord's chicken. Once again, that's just my opinion. I understand, I understand it. it's relative from one person to the next. He ranked the Lord's chicken. <laughs> the Lord's chicken, though. What was it? Four, right? Uh Three.
0: I think you ranked. It, I thought you ranked the
2: four. I said four and then I recanted. Originally, he ranked I ran it, I ran it. I ran it back. Okay. Wow. And I put it at three. We
1: got, the, we got it on tape. So we had to, yeah.
2: We can yeah, go, go back and check you it out. You can keep the receipts if you want to. <laughs> yeah.
0: I said what I said. <laughs> <the Lord's> <sighs> so, you know, we forgive, got feedback. Forgive him, Lord. People loved it and wanted us to do a little bit more. So we decided this week we were going to do the top. Fast food fish sandwiches. Oh, I want to tell you something before John and I go through our little countdown. From who decided this? Uh, we did. Who, who, who thought a, this
1: was a good idea? <laughs> fish, is, fish is hard to make anyway.
0: It really is. And then when it's fast food, it's yeah. I want to say this was, you know, we're doing it for the audience, <laughs> for you, the people.
2: Take so for the team. we die. Yeah, so that you guys could live. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then you said the Lord's shaking his number. God damn it, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Players make plays. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, let me tell you something. It was terrible. Like terrible. Okay. um, I just, I don't know. So we did our we did our we did our top seven and it was um yeah let's go ahead and start so we went to the different fast food places uh we went to arby's mcdonald's burger king wendy's popeye's checkers
2: and a place called culver's all right culver's. before you go any further uh we lit- we originally had eight and mm-hmm. we took number eight off the table because we looked at the calorie content and the actual um, stats on this particular sandwich and I called Keith and I said hell no. <laughs>
0: that
2: was Captain D's. Captain yo. D's, yo.
0: D's. So and it really isn't a fish sandwich if you think about it with Captain D's because what they do is they just put two of those fish sticks and throw it on some pieces of bread and throw some lettuce and all the other stuff on there and it really isn't there. Was
1: the warning was there a warning label that said coronary artery disease?
2: Instant, I, I well, I didn't say that. I said eleven 1, hundred calories for one sandwich, and I said um, no, nah, we're 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 good. Yeah. We, we don't need to do that. AKA we don't, coronary, coronary artery disease. Um, who's going first?
0: Well, okay. So let's start. Let's both give it at the same time. So let's go with number seven. What was your number seven?
2: Wendy's. <clears throat> It's number seven. Okay. Um, and I don't know if it varies from Wendy's to Wendy's, um, but they, they were all pretty bad. All of the fish yeah. sandwiches, yes. Maybe except one, okay. possibly two, but they were all pretty bad. But Wendy's was really bad. Reason being, I couldn't finish the damn sandwich. Wow. And usually I'm principal when it comes to paying for a food item that I paid for and The fact that I paid for it means I need to eat it, but I couldn't eat it. And the reason being, I think they put about eight uh, pickles on the sandwich, number one. They had a struggle slice of cheese on the sandwich, number two. Um, And I have no idea what was going on with that tartar sauce, but I believe it was radioactive.
0: Uh...
1: Waste not one, then, huh? Uh, so I still couldn't finish
2: it. I could not. I tried. I really gave it a, a, a great effort. Okay. But I had to put it in the wrapper it came from and toss it in that brown paper bag and place it in the, uh, I didn't even put it on the inside uh, garbage can in my kitchen. I put it on the uh, receptacle um, that goes out every Monday um, for trash pickup. Okay. <laughs> Damn, straight
1: to the wow. outside trash?
2: absolute garbage.
0: Well, wow. Okay. So full disclosure, I do not eat tartar sauce on my fish. So um, I, you know, all of mine, I ordered plain or maybe a little bit of ketchup on it. My number seven was Culver's. Uh, I did seven for Culver's because that was a fish that wasn't really a sandwich to me. It was like a, um, you know the European style fish and chips. It was that type of fish, that type of breading, like the cod and oh, it the beer same? battered almost. Yeah. And they put it on a piece of bread. So I was like, I didn't even eat it on the bread, I just took it off. I said, What kind of, this isn't a fish sandwich, you know? So I took it off. So Was the fish good though? Or? The fish was good, but for some reason it had me feeling a little queasy after. Mm. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was some bad grease. Did they make it fresh? Yeah, it was fresh. It was, you know, pretty is uh, everything they make fresh, you know. You you have
2: to wait Culver's for. Covers is almost like um, Chick Fil A's as far as their how they operate. Right. So yeah, yeah. Never been so, to
0: Culver's. So, so um, number seven was was Culver's for me. Um, number six. a long, pregnant
2: pause. Burger King. Burger King's number six. Okay. Uh,
0: actually, no. You know what? We had eight, didn't we?
2: Or did we do seven? We had eight. Remember, um, one, two, three. Remember, it was Popeyes, four, Arby's, Wendy's, McDonald's, Checkers. Five, six. Yeah, it was seven. Okay, and then Burger King. Okay, and then we scrapped Captain D's. Okay, so Burger King would be my number six. Okay, even though it could probably be ranked at number seven uh, okay. with Wendy's, but um. I actually did finish it because I was really hungry that particular day mm-hmm. um, and maybe it was a number seven because the service uh, absolutely sucked when <laughs> I went there to pick up my sandwich uh, I did not get uh, any type of recognition once I entered the threshold <laughs> of Burger <Herbican>, King <laughs> and I sat at the, uh, the main till for about five minutes before someone noticed my big black ass standing there <laughs> waiting to pick up my order um, <laughs>
0: I'm just imagining the look of the disgust in your face especially after the penny incident
2: you know what the, the expect- <laughs> sorry mama I just cussed that's how much disdain I felt for um Not even a hey, how you doing? Not even a, you know, a fuck you, you know, fucking order, fucking order. What the fuck Uh, do you want or anything like that? Sorry, none of that. Just that's just that's that's worse. Not being recognized that you're there, you're there to patronize their business, and Mm. you know.
0: Mm. So Burger King was your six, okay? Burger King was six. My number six was um, was checkers. I did not really enjoy that fish sandwich. It was um, it was like a mini fish sandwich to be honest with you. Like they, they didn't, it
2: didn't. Which one did you get? Did you get the one with the single fillet or the they, single? Fillet. They had a double fillet. I said you know I didn't what? see that at the one. That was a to. double fillet or something up there.
0: Really, I didn't see that one at the one I went to, but it was.
2: Yeah. I looked at the double filet and said, that looks like death. So <laughs> but I'm sorry, continue this. Continue.
0: Yeah, I, I I mean there's nothing really to add to it. It was uh it was terrible. I felt like I don't know why I have this unsettling feeling that whatever food I'm getting from checkers whenever I've gone there, they've just recently dropped it on the ground and picked it up and then put it on the bun or put it in a package and Gave it to us. So I'm just like, I don't want this shit. So, but yeah. Um, number six was checkers. I, yeah, no thank you.
2: Number five, checkers. Well, okay. All right. Uh, I was, um, thank God it was fresh. Because <laughs> there was a long line wrapped around the uh, checkers um, in my. Little town, people love checkers. We love checkers. Um, I did not love this fish sandwich. Mm. Uh, it had a, uh, you know what, I'm at I think I'm at the point right now where it's not even really fish anymore. It's just fish sticks that they just turn into a. They mash it all they together. Mash it together and turn it into a square. Made into a square patty. Yeah. And then put it on two pieces of bread and add some tartar sauce and olives and whatever and, mm. and give it to you. Uh, I don't know what's up with the grease at mm-hmm. Checkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, but, but the grease has turned. Yeah, man. So I think that's
0: their secret. <laughs>
1: McDonald's has their secret sauce. That's their secret. That's their secret. They use 45-day-old grease. <laughs> it's got to age.
2: <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a bourbon barrel. For, <laughs> Damn.
1: for three years, and then that's their
2: secret. Oh, God. Wow. The grease has turned. I think it's time to. Uh, I don't know what you guys are doing at Checkers. Mm. Mm. I don't. You guys are great. In the late nineties and early 2000s. Yeah, man, they were. Uh, I think
0: they doing. They trying to do too much, but yeah. Okay, number five for me was Wendy's. Um, <sighs> Wendy's was actually a, not that bad of a sandwich for me. It was a. It was very fresh. It was. A, it was bigger than what I thought it would be. Um, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It did have a. It did have a weird aftertaste. Um, so I was kind of like, eh. You know, I had to. Find something to to kind of wash the taste out. It was just a weird aftertaste, and I was wondering was it something I had ate earlier or what? But yeah, Wendy's was number five. Uh, number four. Uh, damn, what did I have as number four? Oh, okay. Go ahead, McFleas. Oh, he
2: McDonald's. Really, that was number four for you, huh? Number four.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Um, I got nothing else to say. Wow! At that at that point, my um, colon was under the strip.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't trying to eat all this shit in one day, did you? No. This is- <laughs> on that one, <laughs> okay.
2: I might as well have been eating clay at that point. Wow, 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 wow. So, McDonald's number four, number
0: four was Burger King for me. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> listen, you heard him. He's like, uh. <laughs> listen, man, okay, I, I hate everything about Burger King, however, I, I don't know. If it is the God damn it. I don't know what it was, but it, it just was t- it 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 wasn't as bad as the rest, right? Um I don't know if I was super hungry at that time. Or I compared it to the other shit I got from Burger King that day. But it wasn't bad. Um bad enough for me to put it. It wasn't bad. I will say I was actually on the phone with John when I went through the drive-thru at Burger King and he heard the enthusiasm in my voice when I went
2: to order because <laughs> Well, the order before um, before he uttered his order he took a rather large sigh Because
0: <laughs> I just, I didn't want to, I did not I hate Burger King and I don't use the word hate but I hate Burger King. I hate what it's become. I hate everything about it now. But I think that side came from a culmination of what we...
2: What we had, signed up for? What we had signed up yeah. for. We had experienced up to that point because that was later in the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're absolutely right. So
0: number four is Burger King. I don't have anything else to say other than it was just number four. Number three.
2: Arby's. Mm. Okay. It's just a regular run-of-the-mill fish patty, Mm -hmm. and it had an odd shape to it. I don't Mm -hmm. don't know what was up with that shape.
0: That was my number three, too. I don't mean to cut in, but it was my number three, too. And I don't understand
2: why it was shaped (laughs) (laughs)
0: like
2: a remote island in the
0: It was, wasn't it? So I was trying to figure out what the shape was, too, and I couldn't come up with it. I was like,
2: what? This fish is shaped weird. I don't... Okay. The bread... I don't know what was up with that bread. So, let me tell you what I did. What's was that?
0: I did, so they got two versions. They got the regular one, and then they got the King's Hawaiian roll. You got the King's I one. got the King's I Hawaii. got the regular one. That's yeah, part of that's why. I, I think that's what boosted it up to number three for me. Uh, the taste wasn't bad, but that Hawaiian roll that it was on. Oh, man, you can't beat the Hawaiian roll. Sorry, right,
2: well, I should have went with that. Mm-hmm. But um, up to that point, once again, after Burger King and the <laughs> Wendy's.
0: The anguish in his voice right now as he's talking about number three. I, I don't know why I got this feeling that John just kind of sat there and ate all the fish sandwiches like within two days. And he just, <laughs> he's trying to, to make up for it. Can I
2: say something else about Burger King? Yeah, go ahead. What's wrong with your uh, mozzarella sticks? Mm. Um, were they actual mozzarella? What was that bread in? Mm. What was that about? And your marinara sauce. Mm. I you haven't had it. I should have grabbed the marinara sauce that I had in the, uh, the green wise that I had in the refrigerator. I don't know why I went with the packaged, uh, pre-packaged marinara sauce from Burger King. But um, you know what? I'm going to get off my <laughs> You
0: know what? Rant time. Let me tell you something.
2: Here we, go. Here we go.
0: Burger King, you guys are the steaming shits. I don't know if so, who's listening to us, who's not I have not been to a place that has suffered such a decline like Burger King. Burger King, I don't even I don't really eat fast food shit, but this place is the steaming shits. Okay, I went there and I ordered the fish sandwich and I said, you know, you know, I'm I'm on this little Weight Watchers thing. So everything is points. So the fish sandwich I ordered was only ten points. I said okay, so I'm gonna order. You know, they they brought back the cheesy tots, and then they had they got the chicken fries. I ordered the chicken fries because it reminds me of my childhood when I would order the chicken little tender thing that they had back in the day. (laughs) So I ordered it, and I ate the fish sandwich all the way, and I said okay, that wasn't too bad. Then I took a bite into the cheesy tots. That's where
2: everything went. Bruh,
0: there was nothing about that tot that was cheesy. Okay. I remember eating that shit when, you know, my sister, I was taking my sister to school when she was in high school. These was the nastiest things I've ever, it was a ball of shit. Okay. I ate one. I said, no, I I felt like going back in the line. So then I said, okay, let me go over to the chicken fries. The chicken fries were nasty, rubbery shit. Even if barbecue sauce doesn't taste the same. Let me explain something to you. I'm I'm a small business owner with doing this. However, I'm not a big business owner, so I'm not speaking from experience. You guys need to shut down. You guys are horrible. Your Whoppers aren't even Whoppers anymore. You're not even flame broil. There's a there's a Burger King on Curry Ford and Goldenrod. They never had shit. Always out of shit. You go in and we're we out of Whoppers. we out of chicken. we out of, we out of French fries. We, they were out of everything. They're terrible. Okay, Burger King is the worst fast food place I have ever seen. I've never seen a fast food place go on such a decline like Burger King. Back in the day, there was nothing beating a damn Whopper. I remember sometimes during the summertime they used to run little specials where the whoppers were like ninety nine cent or something like that. Bruh, okay, them things taste like they came straight off a grill. Now I haven't had a Whopper in probably about mm, maybe about seven eight years or something like that. That thing was the shits. Okay, I don't ever. They need to shut down. They just need to shut down, or they need to regroup. I don't know what they
2: need to do. They need to regroup. I wouldn't advocate for them shutting. Well, shut down for they like. Just need to regroup.
0: How do you do that without shutting down though? So temporarily shut down. Right. Regroup. Regroup. And they based out of Miami, I think, because there's a there's a Burger King on every corner in Miami.
2: No, they're based in. Uh, I think they're from Great Britain.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, they're on every corner in Miami. Mm. Every corner. So, you know, uh, they're horrible. They're horrible. They are horrible. Nope. John, they are headquartered in Miami-Dade County, Florida. Okay. Horrible. That's why I see one on every corner whenever I go to Miami. Horrible. Shut down, bro. Well, I don't want people to lose their job. Okay. Okay. That place is terrible. It is the steaming shits. Okay, I'm done. They need to go
2: back to the drawing board and um, R&D, research and development. <sighs> Why not just make the shit the way it used to be? You, there was nothing wrong with your food
0: before. Nobody was saying, oh, Burger King was horrible. People love Burger King.
2: The perils are going too commercial, I
0: think. Oh, my God. Then they went to chicken nuggets, and then... <sighs> Then they start making all types of different sandwiches I saw. It's not even getting to breakfast. Oh, man. Breakfast. I used to love that croissant, sandwich.
2: used to past tense,
0: man. I, I haven't even had one because I, I don't even want
2: to. Okay. We got two more sandwiches. Yeah. So uh number
0: two. Number two for me was McDonald's
2: Culver's for me.
0: I love McDonald's sandwich. Uh, one of the few bright spots for McDonald's for me. Growing up, I always loved their fish sandwich. They haven't changed the recipe. I just love their fish sandwiches. So
2: Culver's for you? Culver's for me. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not a sandwich, but that was a good piece of fish. Yeah. I didn't have an aftertaste. It was fresh. Um, Crispy, light crispy uh, uh, breading on the outside. Um, But we would have to debate whether or not that's a sandwich because it's not. It really it's, isn't. It's not a sandwich. It's, I it's can a, eat it. Just It's a fried filet mm-hmm. with two pieces of bread on it. That's that it. That they just added two pieces of bread. That's it. So and a bed of lettuce, I mean, crunchy water, because that's all it was. It wasn't actual lettuce. <laughs> and
0: a crunchy water thing. Yeah. And number one was Popeyes. Popeyes. How the hell do you- You let
2: a chicken joint?
0: A chicken joint.
2: Kill
0: you in the fish game, bro. I had that. Fi- so let me tell you a funny story, man, real quick. Pops, me and Pops went there one morning. We had went down there to get Uncle Bubba, and well, before we went and got Uncle Bubba, we had went to got to get some service detail in my car. So we went to the Popeyes right there off of OBT, and bro, we we sat there, and he he likes to go in. He goes inside to order food. We ain't going through no drive through. So he's like, "Let me go in and get the sandwich, man." I said, "Okay." so it was early it was like 11 o'clock in the morning he went in and it was a little bit of weight of course because they cooked it fresh so he comes out with the fish sandwich and i take a bite and the juice from the fish hits me on my shirt and it burns me right i couldn't finish the bite because it was piping hot so i'm sitting there in pain and anguish like fanning my shirt Hollering almost like ah
2: you know I'm in pain. So you had the uh the grease from the from from the sandwich and then the juice from the actual
0: correct
2: burger. and so I'm fanning. S- scolding hot. Scolding. I look to my right,
0: Pop says, Hey man, you alright? I said, Man, I just burned myself, man. It's hot. Do you know? He's already done with the sandwich. Three quarters of that sandwich was done. Steam is coming out of his <laughs> mouth.
1: <laughs> It is. You got to eat it fresh out of the grease, man. That's when it's his best. Fresh
0: hey, out of the grease. Steam was coming out of his mouth. Looked like out of his head. Ears too. Out of his ears. <laughs> out of the bag. He has God level <laughs> tears. It's taste, taste buds. buds. He so. hasn't had taste buds since seven years. <laughs> Bruh. I said... You almost done? I said, that sandwich ain't hot. Oh, man, it was right, man. They just they just put it out the grease, man. It was just right. And he was done with his sandwich before I took a full first bite of the, my fish sandwich.
1: The summer of 78 is the last time you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> But I want to ask you, how do you let a chicken joint make better food than you? better better a better fish sandwich than you a chicken place. it has the right spices it it was just giant sandwich too what i mean
2: <sighs> it was a real piece of fish by the way mhm um it's a flounder it's it's on par with its fi- with this uh chicken sandwich not necessarily its it's uh its thickness mhm um But as far as overall volume, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty big fish sandwich. Yeah. And I know Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, Checkers, all these other places have been making fish sandwiches for decades. Mm -hmm. And you let Popeye's just. Decades. Swoop in. Decades. And say, hold my beer. Bruh.
0: Let me tell you something. I'll go to Popeye's right now for that fish sandwich over the chicken right now. The fish sandwich is better than a chicken sandwich to me. I'm just going to say that. I'm sorry. I like the chicken sandwich. As you know, it was number one for me. But that fish sandwich hits, boy. I mean, it's hitting.
1: I never had it, so I'm going to take your word for
2: it. You can eat it. It ain't shell. Get the sauce on the side, man. You know how I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't put. It. You don't need the sauce. I mean, really,
1: you don't. Need and the that's sauce. good if you don't need the sauce. That means it's flavorful, season. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. So, shouts out to Popeyes for not putting my colon in distress <laughs> with <eat> that sandwich. <laughs> ah.
2: Okay.
0: So um we do this for y'all, you know, we put ourselves through anguish for y'all. That's what y'all asked for. So that's what we gonna do, man. Um What are we
2: gonna do next?
0: I wonder. Oh man. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, okay. So yeah. last weekend was the versus um they had the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind and Fire. Oh, did you guys get a chance to watch it? I know Drew, you was giving me commentary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What was your thoughts?
1: I realized at that point in time that I am not a grown ass man yet. Mm -hmm. There's levels to this and I'm, 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 I'm grown, Mm -hmm. but I'm not to that grown ass man level yet. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a great versus. Only thing I would change from that is maybe less of Steve.
0: Oh my God. He made me want to jump through a wall.
1: The commentary was. could have scaled that back a little bit. I like. I appreciate Steve Harvey. <laughs> Let me
0: tell you. Back in '77, that when he was this song that came that out. Was,
1: <laughs> that was more of a wet dream for him <sighs> than anything. <laughs> um, so a little less of that, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about this song. What well, you know?
0: Come on, D Nice. No, Yo, you called the brother nice at first. <laughs> DJ Nice. Later that time night, I got you nice, cause you know <laughs> you're my brother. <sighs> However,
1: to me, uh, it was a great it was a great uh, versus battle. But to me, like Ron Eisey did not appear until somebody-
0: <laughs> <laughs> they had that break, and that's when he woke up. That's
1: a- he did not get out of that chair until summer breeze to me.
2: <laughs> and then he came with it.
1: That was that was that was he he went halftime and then came back out, made the halftime adjustments. <laughs> and then came back out. But it it was it was a great it was a great verse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Did you get a chance to see it, John?
2: Unfortunately, no, I got I saw clips. Okay. And then um but most of the clips were of Steve Harvey. Um, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. When they said he was going to be hosting it, immediately I was like, come on, man. We don't need a host for this thing. And of all people, Steve Harvey?
1: Well, you know, that came from Kings of Comedy. So, <sighs> But like I said, I think that was a, a, a wet dream for him.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He was
2: enthusiastic about it. I give him that.
0: Oh, my God, too.
2: And I can appreciate that, but. It was too much. It was for. We were there to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. And mm-hmm. nice yeah. And Brothers. yeah, yeah. Not to say that he overshadowed those two groups, but the fact that we're talking about his exploits on that versus battle
0: instead of the actual verse. of actual verses <laughs>
2: really speaks volume. <sighs> I just it means it was
0: much. It was a bit much. It was. It was. But it was. It was wonderful to see them all, you know, there. Ronald Isley has, you know, his new beard thing has bought him like 10 years yeah. of life. What? Because <laughs> he doesn't even look like the same dude. I didn't recognize that. I didn't either. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah,
1: was, where's Ronald Isley? Is that Isley? Mr. Biggs? I had, I had to uh, Google, is <laughs> it Ron Isley still alive? That's <laughs> yeah. Who's that brother
0: then? Yeah, man. He's still and alive. That's so cool. funny, man. I, I was talking with my dad about it yesterday, and we were kind of like saying how— you know he he he's not that big of an Isley Brothers fan as far as he said that they did they do a horrible live performance for him because he went to all the concerts you know back at FAMU and mm-hmm. you know when he moved to Cleveland and all that other stuff so he said as far as performance goes he said that he felt like the Isley Brothers should have won against Mays and Frankie Beverly and I said no nah. I said they would have watched Frankie Beverly so we did a little thing in the car the other day where we were pl- I was playing all the top hits. And I said that the Ozzy Brothers really should have went against someone like the OJs. Oh. And he was like, hmm. And so we started playing back and forth. And he was like, yeah. You had your own versus Yeah, we were doing it in the car. But he was like, I think the OJs would win. And I said, yeah. I said, what about OJs and Earth, Wind and Fire? And he's like, yeah, that'd be good. And so the one song that we both said that was on a pop level, like on a culture level, is undefeated for the OJ's and undefeated for undefeated for the Earth, Wind, and Fire. What if they went against each other? And so for Earth, Wind, and Fire, that's September, right? Everybody loves that song, like on a on a grand level, you know, grand stage. That's like their most popular song. And then for the OJ's Family Reunion. So I was like, which one's the better song? Pop said Family Reunion. He said September. He loves September, but he said Family Reunion. That he he told me he said. Isaac will be his age talking to his great kids about the song "Family Reunion." So, but which song has more covers of it, though? You can't cover "Family Reunion."
1: Out of respect, you shouldn't.
0: You can cover "September." September's right. been covered. <laughs> Drew hit it. Drew hit it. You can't out of respect. You can't cover "Family Reunion." You there. You just can't do it.
2: You can't. I haven't heard any other... I've never heard it. Once again, I haven't heard a cover of Family I've heard plenty of covers of uh, September.
0: Yes. And even then, it's kind of disrespectful with the covers of September
2: to me. (laughs) Trolls did it with Justin Timberlake and Mm -mm. some other people.
0: Oh, no. What? Yeah, it was on. Oh. Dead Life. No, that's okay. All right. Mm.
1: but Yeah, that night.
0: So, yeah, it was good, man. Like you said run didn't wake up until uh, Summer Breeze came on and let me tell you something hearing it on the record but then seeing Ernie Isaac get up and play that guitar on some, Summer Breeze is my favorite mm. earth wind and fire song of all time man when he got up and he played he had that guitar and he mm. played that summer bruh chills went through my whole mm. body mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Bruh, I was like, oh my Ron didn't even have to sing. So he could have just sat there and played the guitar.
1: fifteen years from now, we're gonna talk about this uh little pump and Lil
0: Yadin. You know. So anyways, um <laughs> <Are we> going <laughs> <laughs> Billboard, they score all the verses and they score. I'm <laughs> not listening
1: to you. Hey, hey, uh-uh. This is how grown. I, I thought I was
0: cut like blocks that. coming right. To the yeah, we're going to cut block. We gonna have the cut blocks. Block. Yeah. You take the left knee, I take the Thank right knee. <laughs> high low, end. yeah, Just high low. You, really. yeah, that's a flag right
1: there. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> we'll take that. You flag. can't cut with the, on
2: a stretcher though.
1: Nah,
2: I take the that guys flag. Guys engage
1: the time, you can't do
2: it. So, so Billboard, they
1: targeted
0: Billboard, right? They they gave that whole verses to the Isley Brothers. Um,
2: I don't know about that. Well, they gave the whole verse. To so
0: us. here's the thing: Isley Brothers, they have a catalog that dates back to the 50s. Right? They've had hits in pretty much every decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a wide wider variety. However, the music, the symbolism, the lyrics, the melody. Hits different with Earth, Wind, and Fire. I think well, Earth, Wind, and Fire is just on. They're on that Stevie Wonder.
1: They actually performed. During yeah, during the, the versus part, you know. Yeah, like I said, I, Ron Isaac didn't wake up until Summer Breeze. So,
0: as much as I love Summer Breeze,
1: if, no, seriously, when he wa- he if you didn't. watch, it, I got to watch. He didn't. He he was in the chair, right? Comatose? He, when he was sing- no, he was singing. Bits, choices, bits and pieces. Barely. When did he stand up? So Some <laughs> You think I'm lying? No. He was in the chair slumped over. And he was singing, singing in the I thinking,
0: chair. I was like, "What's wrong, Ron?"
1: The the first, I would say the first what? 30 45 minutes. Yeah. He was in in uh, on the couch mm-hmm. singing down bits and pieces. He wouldn't even sing the whole songs. Yeah. He was just slumped over. <clears throat> His brother would get up yeah. and, and perform, you know, play the guitar, but he was just slumped over the-
0: He was just slumped over. I don't know, man.
1: Hmm. Yeah, watch it. You got to Earthman the fire every song they were getting up, yeah. sharing stories behind it, explaining yeah. why you know who wrote it and all yeah. this kind of stuff. I would say though, his perm.
0: Oh, Verdine, let me tell you something.
1: His perm rivals Snoop's perm. It, it Rivals it beats it. <laughs> no, Snoop
0: wish he that. had a perm like Verdine because Verdine has kept that perm like How that for years. Sixty nine, sixty. Okay, sixty nine years old.
1: No, but Snoop had that that perm that, that had that. He curl did, but he couldn't
0: but he couldn't keep it like that forever. No. Verdina kept this perm like this forever. I don't even know if it's a perm anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, whose
1: grandmama <sighs> from church is up there.
2: That's a God tier resiliency.
0: Let me tell you something though. As far as songs go, there is nothing that Earth and I'm sorry, nothing that the Isley Brothers has produced that will ever beat reasons. Ever
1: that should have, was that the last I, I you know no, no. At, at that point because I was drinking I was drinking uh, bourbon Re- on the rocks
0: reasons was at that point so uh yeah so you was really into yeah it. I,
1: was, I was I thought I was grown and then I realized I'm not that grown ass man
0: yeah Uh I can give you quick a quick breakdown of the the rounds so reasons was in the last song no round one was Izzy Brothers love the one you're with in Earth Wind and Fire that's the way of the world Earth Wind and Fire won that one mm-hmm. round two was. This whole old heart of mine by the Isley Brothers against less groove by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire won that one. Round three, hello, hello, mm-hmm. hello, Isley Brothers. And then Earth, Wind, and Fire was keep your head to the sky. Isley Brothers won that one. Yeah, okay. Round four was Isley Brothers at your best, you are love, which is excellent. However, reasons mm. live.
1: That should hit different.
0: Should have been the last song, that it should have stopped. That. It, it should have been. Um, so you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire got the W there. Um, then the next song was Harvest for the World, uh, by the Isley brothers. And, um, which I'm, yeah, I've, I've heard that actually for the first time. Well, I was reminded of the song yesterday. And Earth, Wind, and Fire has got to get you in, into my life, got to get you into my life, but. Isley Brothers won that round, which I would—I would, I would say—that's a better song. Isley Brothers groove with you, and Earth Wind and Fire loves holiday. So, that's a tough one because groove with you is a great song. However, love holiday—would you mind mm. if I touch? If I kiss? If I held you tight?
1: Don't sing too much, cause you. Won't I'd have to forget. give it. <laughs> we, don't want, <laughs> we don't want the estate coming out. <laughs> How about
0: you oh, or something? Oh somebody, yeah. right? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Earth on the Fire on that one. They put it as a tie. Uh to,
1: to me, I don't I you know, I don't see it as a versus battle. I think it was a it's great, celebration. It was, it was it was a great concert.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so this is when Ron Eyes woke up round seven with yes. Summer Breeze. Hey <laughs> he
1: actually got out the chair. <laughs> hey, he sung, I think that's the first song he sung the whole song. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Summer breeze. And they won that one. But yeah, overall, you know, like I said, I think Earth Wind and Fire, comparing the catalogs, I'm more of an Earth Wind and Fire guy. However, Isaac Brothers has the classic songs. They they I think Earth Wind and Fire covered everything, whereas Isaac Brothers more of that, let me let me make love let's make love. Yeah, so it was a good one. It was a good one. I appreciate them doing that. I hope we see more of the older talents from the seventies. Um a
1: lot of kids were born off of that stuff. Yeah. Like, Would you want to realize it or not?
0: Absolutely. So hope we see more of that. Really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed that. I know that the next verses mm-hmm. is Method Man Against Red Man for 420. I guess that's the smokers holiday. And then I know they have another one after that that they haven't announced. And then right after that one will be Escape Against SWV. I'm looking forward to that one too. To. So they got a few of them, you know, um the trailer. Thing. It was pretty good. I like the platform that they had it on. I just please don't no more Steve. No more Steve. I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> uh so one last thing before we get out of here. Uh this weekend is WrestleMania weekend. If anybody knows myself, also knows John. We are two of the biggest wrestling fans in the world. Okay. We love wrestling. We've been to two WrestleManias. Um we went to the one in Atlanta that was WrestleMania 27. Seven. Um, I know if you follow our Instagram, you'll see where John is making love to a hamburger. That was part of WrestleMania weekend. We went to a restaurant called Vortex in Atlanta, and he got the coronary. I think it was a bypass or whatever. Uh, so we went to that one, and then Drew joined us for WrestleMania 28 that was in Miami. That was when The Rock came back to wrestle. And I will tell you, out of all the times I've been to wrestling events, I've never felt an arena or stadium shake yeah. the way that stadium shook when The Rock won that match against John Cena. Like, I was kind of scared The I, mean, I was like, is this thing about to collapse? Yeah.
2: Um, that was all the grown man um, doing a collective sigh of relief. Yes.
0: Yes, that John Cena did not win. Yeah. So, this weekend is WrestleMania. As we're recording this on Sunday, um, they they broke it up into two nights. It was in Tampa Bay um, at the Raymond James Stadium. Night one was last night. Night two will be tonight. Shouts out to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair um, main eventing night one, two black women. And they put on one of the best main event matches I've seen in a very long time. Bianca Belair... Um, very athletic, beautiful woman Sasha Banks. Beautiful Sasha Banks is, in my opinion, um, the best woman wrestler of all time. But that's a topic for another day. They put on an excellent match where Bianca Belair won the uh, SmackDown Women's Title, and Bobby Lashley, who has been a long time coming, man, he he won the championship last month. He retained the WWE world title last night against Drew McIntyre in a hard-hitting hard match. Shouts out to Bobby Lashley and MVP who's found like a second win as a manager, commentator, like, you know, um, all those things. But, you know, shouts out to them. I was very, very proud to see them get their hand raised and just very proud watching Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair last night. Main event a WrestleMania for the women's title and they they they, I don't even know if you can say they over delivered because Sasha Banks always really just brings it, but they 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 brought it. That was one of the best main events I've seen in a very long time for WrestleMania. So, shouts out to them. So, because keeping in the spirit of WrestleMania, and like I said, John and I we've attended a lot of events. As a matter of fact, NXT. This is like their home base. WWE, their second home base because they're based out of Stanford. So they're kind of based out of Orlando as well. So there's a lot of NXT shows. That airs on uh, USA Network on Wednesday. John and I have been to several of those. and Those are awesome. Yeah, man. And I, right now, you know, I kind of fell off a little bit with wrestling. But AEW, which is a new wrestling promotion that's in Jacksonville. They're based out of Jacksonville. I've, you know, kind of fell back in love with wrestling a little bit. I love watching their show on TNT. I think it's every Wednesday night. Yeah, every Wednesday at 8. Um, we're going to have to take a trip up there to Daly's Place. <laughs> yeah. Um In Jacksonville To see that that That's uh, what we'll drag drew out of his dungeon To come up there with us on a Wednesday So we can go That's kind of adjacent to the Jacksonville Stadium Because the owner of AEW Is the son of um, the owner Of the Jacksonville Jaguars So, so I, I talked to John And I said hey man Why don't we do a 10 favorite wrestlers of all time Let's do a little Let's do a little countdown of that So kind of wanted to go through that real quick give our top 10. We're not going to give all of our top 10. We'll do 10 through six today. And then for episode 12, we'll go through five to one. So real quick, I'm going to give you my honorable mentions and people that just missed the cut for me. When I say top wrestlers, it's like the people that have made an impact on me impact for everything. You know, as far as me loving their matches, loving the promos, you know everything for me personally. You know, so my match, my my list may not line up with yours because you may have your own favorite. But for me, that's what it. You know, I I looked at it for. So honorable mention goes out to Big Van Vader. That was one of my favorite big men growing up. Vader? Yeah, man, doing moon salts off the top
2: rope. <laughs> 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 I just remember that one match where he literally mauls Sting <laughs> in the ring with these heavy forearms. Oh man,
0: he would beat the shit out of Sting.
2: He beat the shit out of anybody. Really. And Sting, like like a like a true champ, just took it. Yeah, yeah. So, so
0: Vader, Vader. I got Vader honorable mention. I've got Cactus Jack honorable mention. I've got Sting honorable mention. Triple H. Um, wow. Yep, yeah, he's didn't make my top 10. Mark Henry, honorable mention. Booker T, honorable mention. Ricky Steamboat, honorable mention, and that's a lot of honorable mentions. Right outside of my top 10 was Daniel Bryan. Um, he's one of my most one of my favorite wrestlers, you know, in the past 10 years. He's he's really brought it. So he he made it right outside my top 10. Did you have an honorable mention list or you just... Yeah, I got an honorable mention list. Okay.
2: Um, I got uh, Ron Simmons. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's just personal for me because we didn't have a whole, whole lot of black wrestlers right. in the late 80s when I was watching uh, wrestling. So, uh, Ron Simmons, honorable mention. Uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, honorable mention. Uh, Triple H, honorable mention. Um, Kevin Nash, mm. honorable mention. <laughs> Um, big fan of the big tall wrestlers at this point. Plus he just sometimes just gave you gems in some of his, uh, promos, Mm -hmm. um, I'll put Scott Hall, honorable mention, um, Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan, um, honorable mention, um, and the, uh, late great Owen Hart. Oh man. I forgot to mention him. Owen Hart and Eddie Guerrero. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, it, you know, I
0: forget, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. Right outside the top 10. Right outside. So let's start with number 10. For me, you're probably going to look at me crazy when I say number 10. My number 10 is Undertaker. Uh, I love the Undertaker's character, but I did not come to enjoy his wrestling until maybe the last eight years of his career. So that's why he hits right at number ten for me. He's he's a big impact, great character. He's changed over the years. Biker Taker, um, the, the the like Devil Light Taker, the original Taker, uh, American Badass Taker. You know, so I I got him at ten. I do have him at ten. So great. He he put on the greatest match at WrestleMania of all time with Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 25.
1: Whoever made those handlebars, those custom-made handlebars. <laughs> would he On used to ride the bike. Those
0: things used to be, his hands were straight in the air when he came it. <laughs>
1: He rolled it, rolled it, rolled it, rolled it. And <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> 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 shout out to that custom yeah, <laughs> handlebar man. company
0: because yeah.
1: those were legit.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's, my, that's, that's number 10 for me.
2: Number 10 for me is uh, Mark Henry. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, He just squeaked by. Mm. And just watching his uh, maturation as a wrestler from when he started to how he finished and just how phenomenal he was towards the tail end of his career. Mm -hmm. And also just hearing some uh, great stories as far as how they came up with the world's strongest man gimmick and how a lot of people said he's not really the world's strongest man. Mm -hmm. When he actually took a hiatus for a few months to compete in the world's strongest or the Arnold um, competition and Vince McMahon essentially told him, you don't have a job here unless you don't, win that competition because essentially you can't claim to be a world's strongest man and we can't use that as a gimmick if you're not in fact the world's strongest man so he took that hiatus he trained and dominated at the Arnold Classic against actual strong man strong man competitors mm-hmm. absolutely dominated so um Mark Henry my number 10 yes sir
0: yeah I like that I, I can't dispute that your number 10 my number 9 now, another one that you're probably going to look at me crazy because of the ranking. Mr. John Cena. I put John Cena at number nine. Let me tell you why.
2: I'm not going
1: to. I'm not going to. Ahead of The Undertaker.
0: Yes, I'm going to tell you why. You look back <sighs> over time. On <laughs> you look back over time. Over time. Never has there been a wrestler that you've ever wanted to see lose <laughs> and make you <laughs> want to buy the pay per view. We actually used to go to the wing house just to go watch him. We didn't care nothing about the rest of the card. Think about it. We wanted to see
2: him lose that title. I cannot dispute that. The ultimate villain? I can't dispute
0: that. He was the good guy, but the ultimate villain. And over time, I have grown an appreciation for him because he put on good match after good match. Now, some of those, yes, he was in the ring with good competitors. However, he put on some matches... There was a match he had with Umaga at Royal Rumble that was like brutal. Brutal in a good way. He choked him out with a ring rope <laughs> to win. John Cena, he he started out as one of my favorite characters when he came out with Thug Nomads. That was like my favorite character. Then he went into the happy-go-lucky baby phase uh, never give up, which was
2: I think that's when it turned.
0: It me. really sucked. However, I bought I went to every pay-per-view to see him lose and I walked away disappointed every time I walked away happy because it was a good match, but disappointed that he didn't lose. I don't think there's a wrestler alive that I went to go see specifically that wrestler win or lose other than John Cena. And I have to give him the respect that he had to follow a hard act behind Stone Cold Steve Austin and put that company on his shoulder for the next 10 years. And he never took a day off. He he carried that company just as long as Hulk Hogan, maybe even longer, because Hogan left a couple of times. And to do that, and do what he did, and then the quality of matches compared to Hogan and Austin, they were well above. So I got to give him my number nine. no nah, nah, I you, got you, to.
1: You put him
2: over the I had to. I'm sorry. I respect that. Okay. Because okay. we literally did. The only reason we went to the wing house when, during, during, that error. To, during that era was to see him lose. Mm-hmm. And the visceral reaction that would have happened if he would have won that title mm-hmm. at ECW. Oh, man.
0: They came with a big-ass sign at the ECW pay-per-view that said, said if we Cena wins, we, we riot. riot. And they meant that because at ECW, yeah, they meant that. And I've never, did you see, remember when he beat Triple H at a WrestleMania match and that guy, he like, he was like, wait a minute, what you said? They like cut the camera on him. He's like, wait, Triple H just tapped out? What happened? He, yeah, he was that guy for me. So, number nine is John Cena. Okay.
2: okay. You're number nine? Booker T. Okay. I got to respect number that. Number nine is Booker T. Once again, I have an appreciation for my black wrestlers mm-hmm. and my black wrestlers who have sustained longevity and have um reinvented themselves and not stuck to just one gimmick or one character but be- became more nuanced as they aged in that profession and um particular for me i enjoyed when he was with harlem heat and um was it the stevie stevie ray? that was that was his brother that was his brother, was his brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. stevie ray what was was happened his to
0: him he, he just he stopped wrestling, but they, he retired. Yeah. They both
2: in the Hall of Fame. But um always put on five star matches, in my opinion. And um, he is my number nine. And that King Booker gimmick was just phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> All hell.
0: All hell. King Booker. Number eight for me is Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock. Brought it when he first came in. He was an excellent wrestler. Never really, you know, he wrestled. And then he left, went to UFC, came back, and he's become more of an attraction. But I will say outside of John Cena, I never got excited for one person's match. And it wasn't because I wanted to see him lose. It was just what was going to happen. I remember
1: the match where here that we went to the arena here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And who was it? Uh,
0: Big show. He suplexed him in the ring collapse, collapse. Yeah. yeah.
1: That was a what-the-fuck moment for me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was prior to the WrestleMania that we went to. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a few years before that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar's that man for me. Um, he ended the Undertaker Street, which was probably the biggest moment in wrestling history ever. WrestleMania, Undertaker was undefeated, so. I think I cried. Yeah. I, my son never watched wrestling again after that, really. he He, 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 that he, <laughs> he just was done. So that's my number eight your number eight uh chris jericho okay
2: that's jericho. number eight of jericho um from his uh time in uh new japan to uh coming back to the states and making a name for himself in wcw and not getting the push that he so actually needed <laughs> and then coming to actual uh wwe and <sighs> Reinventing himself time and time again, time and time again. So um, once again, he lived up to that. um, He's the best in the world at what he does. Uh, He lived up to that moniker night after night. And he was a menace on that mic. Yes. He put out great promos. He was great off the cuff. Mm -hmm. Knew how to ad lib. Mm -hmm. And um, just a fantastic overall wrestler. At a small stature. so Absolutely. Yeah. Chris Jericho.
0: Well, number seven is Chris Jericho for me. Chris Jericho is just the complete package. Um, He just happens to have six other people in front of him that were a little bit, just a little bit better. But he was the complete package, still is at the age of 50, still going, carrying the company, AEW, entertaining as hell, reinventing himself so many times. Um, he's had so many different characters that he portrayed that I love wrestling matches. Top tier. Chris Jericho is that guy on the mic in the ring outside. I mean, just recently a little bit of the bubbly, you know, <laughs> he, he's got a podcast. Uh, yeah. Chris Jericho is number seven for me.
2: Uh, number seven for me is Kurt Angle.
1: You know what I was about to say. If Kurt Angle is not on this list, <laughs> this, this is the last podcast <laughs> I will be involved. Kurt. Okay. But that's that's pretty high, though. I would have had I would have had Kurt Angle a little lower on the list. Okay,
2: well, okay. I respect your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I got him at number seven. Um, being an Olympic athlete wrestling with the damn broken neck yeah, and coming over to the actual uh wrestling entertainment world, picking up that sport as fast as he did is beyond me mm-hmm. and trying to be a baby face. Well, they tried to make him a baby face, but he was really a, a heel mm-hmm. uh, when he was talking about that. um uh, What was it? The, uh, the three the eyes, eyes, intensity, uh, intelligence, and, and integrity. Integrity. Yes, sir. And how everybody booed him every time he came. Yes, home. sir. He was a great villain though. He was He was great.
0: He was great. He was great at anything, he really did. I mean He has that, a podcast too.
2: That skit think. when him and um, Stone Cold were hurt. Oh man. The, the little uh the cowboy Yes.
0: Skit. Jimmy
2: Crackcorn. <laughs> <laughs> but he just put on <sighs> that that match with King of the Ring with him and um Shane McMahon oh that's that's
1: the that's the reason why that he's that put him
2: like at the top for me like I was going to watch anytime I saw Kurt Angle I was going to watch any of his matches mm-hmm.
1: how many how many glass did they break?
2: So, the backstory on that, real quick, is that
0: that was supposed to be a breakable glass, but because they had fireworks that day, the person that inserted the glass put in real glass because they didn't want the glass to break the plexiglass. I'm sorry, they didn't want it to break from the fireworks that were going off. Well,
2: Mind they, you. yeah, Go, Google that, guys. Mind you, Google that before they got to that glass breaking spot. Kurt broke his tailbone. Yes, he before we got tailbone. to that spot. Yeah, and he told. Um, I think he told Shane, "Man, I don't think I can throw you through uh, this, this this plexiglass. What they thought was plexiglass." Mm-hmm. And that Shane, <laughs> throw basically, me. Basically, um, he landed on his head. Bastard, this dude. Yeah, and talked shit about Kurt. Yeah. Excuse me, Lord, Mom, and. That got Kurt the, the, the that making him angry and pissing him off got him through that plexiglass or yes. th- that actual real glass. Uh, Google it.
0: Yeah, it's Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon, King of the Ring, two thousand and one. It was a street fight, one of the probably one of the most brutal matches I've ever
2: seen. That was the best match of the night, and that wasn't even the main event.
0: Yeah, they said that that was the only time they've ever seen Vince McMahon want to come through and stop a match. He wanted to stop it.
2: Not even when uh, mankind went off the top.
0: Mm-mm. Nope. Or Mick well, he wanted to stop that, but they mm-hmm. said he literally was. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Is it the fact that it was his sun getting? Yes. Pained. Yes. Uh, yeah.
1: He probably should have broke his neck.
2: The he way he landed on his head, his head twice. Head, right. 20s. You heard a big thud. I heard a thud. That was yeah. Like he yeah. probably
1: should have. He should have.
2: And there was no. There was no mat there or anything. Nothing. He was, nothing, nothing. He should have been a quadriplegic. Yeah. Come yeah.
0: Come as, come as bad down. as he felt. Yeah. Uh. So number six for me, this round out number six uh for us on this episode, is The Rock. Um, I got the Rock at number six. Rock is he had a very short wrestling career. And but he was entertaining as hell, put on great matches. I really, really enjoy The Rock, but I didn't have him place higher than the other five people because the impact was short. Um he is the biggest star to come out of course but um and his promos were entertaining his wrestling matches were always exciting um so he's my number 6
2: okay number 6 i have brett the hitman Hart. ooh mm-hmm. man i
0: forgot to add him in my uh now, if you hon- don't have rick flair honorable mentions next episode is next episode is top five <laughs> but you just said ooh i'm like wait a minute got to have All right, go ahead. Brett, the hit me hard. Okay. Um, I forgot they had him as my honorable mention.
2: His mic skills were not great. When he became a heel, it was. He got better. Even still. Mm -hmm. They weren't. They got better, but they weren't great. Yeah. But I didn't watch him for his promo skills. Mm -hmm. I watched him because he was a complete professional in the ring. Mm -hmm. An absolute matte tactician. um, Very cerebral in the ring. Very safe in the ring. I look at that too. Yep. Um, he can work with just about anybody yes. in that ring. Yep. Regardless if he's the same size, smaller, larger. He did a good job of making those guys look good. And in turn, if once he took care of those guys, he took care of the other guys too. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the best uh, in-ring uh, professionals I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Might even be the absolute best. In ring professional I've ever seen, um, so Brett Hitman Hart's my number six. Shout out to Brett Hitman Hart. All right, so the top five we will have for
0: episode twelve. That was just ten through six, fellas. Um, any final thoughts and song of the week for you all? I'm gonna start off first this time. Okay. I usually let y'all go. Um, my song of the week is Diament Slipping. Um, I know that I've always said, uh, get at me dog was always my favorite DMX song, but slipping really, you know, touched me in a special way when I first heard it and has always been sentimental to me. Uh, so I, uh, mm, slipping and my final thought was just really, you know, make sure that that friend or family member that you think is
2: okay. Check on them. Just check on them. That's all I got. Uh, my song of the week is the Eagles, uh, hotel, California. Oh man. That's always, um, that's at the top of my playlist. Uh, I love that song uh, because of my mother. Um, she absolutely loves that song. Um, places me in a, I guess it mellows me out and it's a good song to, to walk to or even work at work with So, or if you're working or but. Hotel California by the Eagles.
1: That um, guitar is just.
2: I just like the acoustics. Mm-hmm. They have so many mistakes in it, but I think that's what drives me to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Because that's when they actually had an orchestra and bands and actual mus- musicians and, right. and in the studio. We don't have that now. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. They actually wrote music. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you listen to it. I like it. Um, I really don't have any thoughts. Just every day is what you make it. So make it a great day. That's all I can say. It's
1: great to be grandeur. For me, um, it's a DMX song as well. And I think it's ready to meet him. And I think it combines both his prayer and his lyricism. Is that a word? Yeah. 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 so it's, for me, it's it's that song right there. I've been listening to the whole CD, you know, "Flush My Flesh, Blood My Blood." I've always listened to it like completely, with the exception of one song. Him and uh, was it Marilyn Manson? That's, yeah. Yeah, 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 I skip over that one. That's the only one I kind of skip over because it was just kind of too weird for me. But mm-hmm. um, number sixteen on the on the track, ready to meet him, okay. is uh, is is my song of the week, and I think it's very fitting, obviously with the circumstance.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, download us on all apps. We drop every Tuesday. We want to thank you guys for joining us today. We are the Short Desk Podcast. Dylan, 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 Dylan,
2: Dylan, and Dylan. <laughs> and Dylan. <laughs>